Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We are reading in the book of Exodus now. We have moved on past uh, Genesis. We are into Exodus. Last time we read Exodus 1, and uh, I think I think there's a comment or two I didn't make that I'd like to make about Exodus 1, and that's that you'll notice that uh, Pharaoh was intent on killing the, the children of the, the Hebrews, of the Israelites, uh, especially the boys, because the boys were the ones that mattered. Nowadays, um, everyone would matter equally, but back then, you know, it being a male-dominated society, even more so than, than say, now, um, that... You know, women were basically considered uh, property a lot of times. So what I wanted to have people think about is, I mean, you know, look at the the murder of these, these children and think about how wrong and awful that is. And then think about, and I'm going to relate this back to modern day society, think about why would people nowadays in our present age, why would they tell you? To kill your children. Why would they tell you it's okay to kill your babies? I believe there's evil intent regardless. I believe there is wrongful, hurtful intent, whether it be thousands of years ago coming from Pharaoh, or if it be coming from a group of people, political party, or whatever kind of activists today. If they're telling you and encouraging you to do this, and we know this is wrong, and we do know it's wrong. If you if you look at it, any kind of murder or killing of children like that is wrong. They just want you to abort it in your womb. There's really no difference. Location doesn't matter whether you kill it in your womb, the baby, or whether you kill the baby outside of the womb. Um, being boy or girl, it's still a person. And the location isn't what matters. Okay, people make a big deal out of, well, it's it's my body. Well, no, it's not. Once you have a child, that's that child's body. So, you know, it's not like it's your organ. It's not. Now, if it's your organ and you want to rip it out and die, that's, I mean, I guess that is your option. I mean, I, I think that's crazy, but, but um, that's a different story. That's not what this is. So, anyway, it's just something to think about. Because Pharaoh was commanding these people. I'm going to read you the last verse. Then Pharaoh commanded all his people, saying, Every son who is born to the Hebrews must be thrown into the Nile, but every daughter you shall keep alive. Because the daughters would not have any authority or any, you know, a lot of times women couldn't even own property and stuff. So, so this is definitely, I mean, it's, it's a, it is a little bit of a mirror of our society today when we look at abortion. Why? Who benefits? You know, there is a whole industry created out of using aborted fetal parts and stuff, tissues. And I mean, I know it sounds gross and horrible, but there is. You can look it up. There is a there is an entire industry for those types of things. You know, and who would have who would have ever thought that? You know. Um, 50, 60, 70 years ago, we would have never imagined. But it, it was actually starting <laughs> 50, 60, 70 years ago. We just didn't realize it. So anyway, that was the end of Exodus 1 where Pharaoh commanded uh, that every son born to the Hebrews be killed. I'm going to move on to Exodus 2. It's just I wanted to revisit that and mention that because I, I feel like that's an important point and I feel like that's an accurate reflection 
of life today. There is, in our society, there is a certain group and movement pushing. And a lot of these people, I think, are deceived. And that's why I mention this. Think, try to try to look back behind the scenes. Don't just don't just follow what the group and what the people are telling you. Look back behind the scenes. Follow the money. Follow what's happening, and see why this this evil basically is being encouraged and propagated. Okay, I would I would encourage everyone to do that. And then hey, then if you find I'm wrong, you can always let me know. But I don't think so. Uh, from everything I've seen. And from what I've read, there is evil intent behind the abortion industry, and that's what it has become, okay? All right, so we're going to move on now. We're going to move on to Exodus 2. So remember, I am reading in the Amplified Bible. Now, a man of the house of Levi, the priestly tribe, went and took as his wife a daughter of Levi, so of the same tribe. The woman conceived and gave birth to a son, and when she saw that he was especially beautiful and healthy, she hid him for three months to protect him from the Egyptians. When she could no longer hide him, she got him a basket, or chest it says in parentheses, made of papyrus reeds and covered it with tar and pitch, making it waterproof. Then she put the child in it and set it among the reeds by the bank of the Nile. And his sister Miriam stood some distance away to find out what would happen to him. Now the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the Nile, and she, together with her maidens, walked along the river's bank. She saw the basket among the reeds and sent her maid to get it. And she brought it to her. The maid brought it to uh, the daughter of Pharaoh. When she opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the baby was crying. And she took pity on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call a wet nurse from the Hebrew women to nurse the child for you? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go ahead. So the girl went and called the child's mother. So in other words, she went and got her mother, which was also Moses' mother. I mean, you see what, what's going on here. Then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child away and nurse him for me, and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him. And the child grew, and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. And she named him Moses and said, Because I drew him out of the water. Now, there is a note on this, the name Moses. It means drawing out in Hebrew, but in Egyptian, it has a similar, there's a similar word, which means, I see, but in Hebrew, but in Egyptian, oh yeah, a similar word means man of royalty. So, it's kind of like, um, so it has kind of two meanings, you know, drawing out, but also man of royalty. So, and and he is taken, you know, into Pharaoh's, the royal family here. One day after Moses had grown into adulthood, it happened that he went to his countrymen and looked with compassion at their hard labors. And he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his countrymen. He turned to look around and seeing no one, he killed the Egyptian 
and hid him in the sand. He went out the next day and saw two Hebrew men, Hebrew men fighting with each other, and he said to the aggressor, Why are you striking your friend? But the man said, Who made you a prince and a judge over us? Do you intend to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? Then Moses was afraid and said, Certainly this incident is known. Well, now here is an obvious point. Um, you know, when we try to be sneaky and do things in a sneaky way, and, and he's doing this, he has compassion for them. I think there's good and bad intent, a mixture here. Like like so many times, we we tend to be a mixture of things when we're when we're not really following God and not following the Lord properly. A lot of times we get we get mixed up in the world, and you know we have good intents. He had good intents, I think, but you notice he was sneaky and he killed this guy. You know he thought he was in the clear and no one knew, and he killed this guy and, and hid him in the sand. But obviously somebody knew, somebody saw him. And so it was known. And that's the way things are. You know, you try to do things in secret, in hiding, and yet it always comes to light. Somebody knows, somebody finds out. You know, uh, better just to live your life in the open and honestly and, and, not, and not be trying to do things like this. You know, this was, um, while, like I say, in a way, his intent was good, but did he need to really you know, kill the guy, could he have done something else, you know, anyway, I'm just, you know, I think his anger probably got the best of him, it, it happens to everybody, or to a lot of us, you know, a lot of us have, um, well, anyone can get so angry that they lose their temper, they, you know, they get out of shape for a minute, you know, all right, so, we're going to continue, when Pharaoh heard about this matter, he tried to kill Moses. Then Moses fled from Pharaoh's presence and took refuge in the land of Midian, where he sat down by a well. Now the priest of Midian had seven daughters, and they came and drew water from the well where Moses was resting, and filled the troughs to water their father's flock. Then shepherds came and drove them away, but Moses stood up and helped them and watered their flock. When they came to rule, Jethro, their father, said, How is it that you have come back so soon today? They said, An Egyptian saved us from the shepherds. He even drew water from the well for us and watered the flock. See, they did, even they thought he was an Egyptian because that's how Moses, is. as part of the royal family, that's probably how he acted, that's probably how he dressed. And I'm sure he seemed like an Egyptian. You know, even though we know that he was a Hebrew, but he would have presented or appeared to be an Egyptian to others. So anyway, and you'll notice he here he did a good thing. Now, again, a little aggressive. Moses must have been just a little bit aggressive because <laughs> he's like he I see. How does it how does it say this? It says shepherds came and drove them away but moses stood up and helped them and watered their flock so he he stood up and helped them saved them from the shepherds so he stood up for them so you know moses must have had a little bit of a spine and well probably a lot of a spine but you know what i mean he uh he must have had a little gumption to him a little uh a little uh courage 
and maybe a little bit of a hot head. So, and I think we will see that over time as well. All right. So then he said to his daughters, where is he? Why have you left the man behind? Invite him to have something to eat. Moses was willing to remain with the man, and he gave Moses his daughter, Zipporah, to be his wife. She gave birth to a son, and he named him Gershom, stranger, for he said, I have been a stranger in a foreign land. So Moses was willing to remain here with them, and one of the daughters became his wife. Now it happened, after a long time, about 40 years. Okay, this is a long time. So here Moses had been a young man, and now he's 40 years later. So, okay, so he's, he's older now. Um, now it happened, after a long time, about 40 years, that the king of Egypt died. And the children of Israel, Jacob, groaned and sighed because of the bondage, and they cried out. And their cry for help because of their bondage, ascended to God. So God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Israel. God saw the sons of Israel, and God took notice of them and was concerned about them, knowing all, understanding all, remembering all. So here, they cried out for help. They prayed to God. They needed help. They wanted to get out from under this bondage. It, it had been severe. And now we're talking 40 years later of severe bondage and severe slavery. So this has been Exodus chapter 2. I want to thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day. May the Lord bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.